You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. All right, guys. Hello, hello. Welcome to solo episode two of season eight. So happy to be here with y'all. Really excited to chat on this topic. What we're really going to talk about today is what it looks like to let go of that hard worker kind of identity, right? Angie has been really processing that throughout this season so far, and I think it has been so valuable to have that brought to the podcast and for us to get to experience it and, and hear it in this way through her because so many of us struggle with this. And you know, maybe your version's really exactly the same or just slightly different, but I think so many of us struggle with this kind of like, you know, high performer, overachiever, hard worker identity. And like, it can be really hard because it feels like it gets us all the things we want, but it also feels like something we don't want to buy into anymore. And that tension is really thick, right? And so I feel like that's so much of what Angie has been kind of, you know, experiencing and bringing us along with her on this season is this idea of like, It seems like this is the thing that has gotten me everything that I've wanted. And also, I don't want to have to operate like that anymore. So what does that mean for me, right? And I think we all sit with that question a lot. And so I really want to talk through today, what does it look like to kind of unwind that identity a bit? I want to share a little bit about different things I've seen work with clients and really with myself on this journey too, because I certainly have always identified as like, overworker, high achiever kind of thing. And of course that, that follows you. And again, I think there's such an interesting, you know, challenge there because again, for many of us, it feels like, well, that's the thing that has worked, you know? And so it's not like we have this identity that's just not serving us in any way. And it feels like there's some kind of ease to letting go of it. It's like, well, wait, this is it, you know? And so When we think about it through Angie's lens, like she really sees that as her self-concept and how she's gotten what she wanted in the past, right? When she looks at how she got those promotions, her brain tells her it's because you worked harder than everyone else, right? And I'm sure that is in part true and in part not true. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but I think it's just really important that we name that and note that like, yes, this is why it feels so hard to let go of because it feels like I'm letting go of the thing that has created all my success. And I feel like when we can name that, it gets easier to be like, oh yeah, of course there's tension there. It's not like purely self-sabotage, right? It's like, of course my brain doesn't want to let go of that. Of course my nervous system feels unsafe without that because what I believe to be true is that has given me everything I want. And so I feel like that's just a really important thing to kind of start with and name and, and look at for yourself of like, is that the story I also hold? Well, of course, if it is, I'm not going to be able to let this part of me go, right? And that is not self-sabotage. That is self-protection, right? If this is the thing that gets me all my success and creates all my safety, of course, I am not letting it go. So that is one of the things we have to shift. But We'll get into that in a second. The other thing I want to talk about before we do is the real truth of this, because I think that this is where people get stuck. 
And I think this is why it gets really hard to let go of that identity is because it feels like there's two giant swings. It's either like I hear people talking about hustling it out, working super hard, that being the thing, or I hear them talking about how like you don't have to do any of that. And I think that when you've spent your whole life seeing, well, listen, my hard work has for sure paid off for me then to kind of feel like you can, you know, pendulum swing over into the camp of like, it's not about hard work at all. That's not the thing. It's so unnecessary. You should just be able to kind of like sit and be in the right energy and not do anything. It it can feel like, well, fuck it. I'm no, I don't believe that's true. And I, I can't ever let go of working this hard. So What I really want to say is I really do believe there is a middle ground, but I think that we have to be honest with ourselves, right? We don't want to gaslight ourselves into thinking like, okay, I'm supposed to believe that none of this takes work, right? Building a business takes work. Full out, let's be honest. I think everyone that is telling you the truth and has a very successful business will be honest about that. But here's where the difference is, right? We get to let go of the idea that it has to be us working all the time for that. That is what's crucial. Building a business will take work. Your business will require work. The difference is it does not always have to be from you. That to me is truly the first shift in letting go of that must be the hardest worker out there identity is realizing that like you don't have to give up the idea that work is required. You have to give up the idea that you're the only one that can do it. And I think that helps a lot for most people because it doesn't feel gaslighty, right? It doesn't feel like, okay, so I'm just supposed to pretend that none of this took any work, right? And it it really allows us to just go, oh yeah, the business is still going to require certain things. The business is still going to need certain boxes ticked to move forward. And I don't have to be the ticker of all boxes. For me, that's the pathway in, Right. There's so much stuff underneath that we'll get to, like talking about the safety and the identity and all of those things, right? But at the end of the day, the open door comes when we realize that while the work might still have to get done, it does not have to be us doing all of it. And I really think that's the shift we're starting to see so beautifully with Angie here, where she's like, you know, listen, I really believe doing the work is the thing. And I'm ready to be the one not doing the work. And so if you are really someone who also feels that strong, hard worker identity, the the first question I would ask you is, do you believe it always has to be you? And if the answer is yes, great. That's your first opportunity to shift. Like that's where this starts clicking into place. That's where this starts getting open, right? So for me in, in my own business, that was the first shift that I had to do for sure, right? Like Because I came into the business definitely feeling like I'm a hard worker and it has to be me because nobody can do it as well as me, right? And as soon as I let go of that, well, let me even get more specific there. The first thing I had to let go of was, does it matter if no one can do it as well as me? Like, it was a little bit hard for me. This sounds super egotistical, but it is what it is. I'm just going to be honest. It was a little hard for me to believe that everyone would do it as well as me. So the first like in that my brain had and could lock into was, does it matter? Does it matter if someone posts in Facebook groups in the exact way I would, right? Does it matter if someone, you know, sets our email newsletter up in the exact way that I would in the exact time frame that, and I, I was able to realize the answer is no. As long as that email goes out, as long as that post gets seen, like none of that shit matters. And so that was opening number one for me. 
opening numbers who came once I started having people do that. And I realized they actually did do it a lot better than me. That's something I talk about with Megan all the time. It's, you know, like I hired her thinking no one could do it better than me. And now I'm like, well, Megan does most things better than me, <laughs> you know? So thank God we have her because that is like our, our truth now, right? But I had to start in those little pieces of like, okay, maybe the hard work still happens, but it doesn't have to be me. Okay, maybe it won't be as good as me. Okay, maybe it actually will be better than me, right? Like there were small shifts that each had to happen over time to get me to a point where I do not believe the only reason my business is successful is my hard work anymore. But it takes time. And I think with Angie, we're seeing the same thing, right? Like she's really having to be like, okay, other people can teach this and maybe it won't be as perfect as me, but like they will get there right? Other people can do some of the work in this business. Maybe it just doesn't always have to be me. She's making those shifts along the way. So I just really want to encourage you if this is a place you're at, like you might be one shift or one click away from like really being able to believe that this gets to be easier, that your identity does not have to be built around being the only one that can do the thing. But what that brings me to is safety, right? Safety is so important, so important to our body, our brain, our nervous system, our ability to function on and on and on and on and on, right? Especially as women, that foundational craving is so vital to us. It is almost like air, right? Like to be a functioning human, I have to feel some level of the safety to show up in my business, right? And when we've derived all of our safety from how hard we work, We need to find new ways to feel that other than through overworking, right? And if we don't feel safe, we're going to be in fight or flight and that stops us from being able to move forward in the business. And so it can seem so silly almost, you think, sometimes in, in our logical mind of like, oh my God, like just delegate and move on with it or like just stop working at 4 p.m. What's the fucking problem? But if we do not feel safe in our brains and our bodies with that, there is more to that story. It is not always that simple, right? And so we have to find new ways to create that safety. We have to build new evidence. And so that's sort of what I was talking about before with, you know, I didn't get there from day one in the business. It took lots of little shift, lots of evidence building, lots of new ways of finding safety until it clicked, right? Now I feel super safe in the business because I see like I have a team that is incredible. I trust myself to build an incredible team. I know they can do things better than me on and on and on. Right. But that had to get built up over time. And I had to learn to lean on that for safety and my ability to grow an amazing team and to trust others. Right. I had to really believe that I could lean into that more and more and more and get my safety needs met in other ways than just my ability to work hard. So this is really important. If you've been struggling with this and you've been feeling that tension that Angie is experiencing of, I don't want to have to be such a hard worker, but I don't see another way to be successful. You got to start small and you got to build that evidence because the more you build that evidence, the more you prove to yourself, it is safe here too. And the more you experience that safety, the easier and easier it gets. But if you try to do all this by just pushing yourself, by feeling really unsafe the whole time, you're going to hit a wall, right? I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know that you will hit a wall. I know it will be quite activating and I know that it will make you want to be like, 
fuck this, right? Like I'm doing it all on my own. So that's why we kind of have to move slowly and prioritize safety because ultimately that's what allows us to keep going forward. You know, doesn't mean we don't get uncomfortable. Doesn't mean we don't have to do things that are not in our norm, but it means that we have to find new ways to create that safety. One thing that I really see people have to go on a journey of here, I I certainly did too. I think that we talk all the time about self-trust and we think that's so, so important, but there's also a journey of trusting others that really has to happen as your business starts to grow beyond you and you want to let go of that hard worker identity, right? Do you trust your audience? Do you trust your team? Like, what does that feeling of safety feel like? You know, I think there are so many people that do not trust their audience, do not trust their team and only rely on their ability to work hard. And it gets really tough. I've worked with so many clients where they trust themselves deeply, which is awesome, but they don't trust others at all. And so that's work we have to do here too. And so sometimes the hard worker trusts themselves, but hasn't yet learned to trust their, their village, so to speak. And so that's also a really important piece of this. And I think this is definitely what Angie is doing here too, is like learning to trust the people that are going to teach her work and learning to trust the OBM by giving her small tasks, right? We get to build that evidence, right? It does not have to be fast and furious and completely activating, but we have to give ourselves the opportunity to build that new evidence, right? So I had to start giving myself the ability to be like, okay, maybe team's just not going to do this as well as I did. And then I built enough evidence to see, well, actually they do it better. But I had to start small and I had to like let that build over time to get there. And I think same thing that Angie's going to go through here is like, she's going to give her OBM this one kind of task and onboard slowly. And then she's going to feel better and better and build that evidence more and more. And then her safety might start lying in her ability to really trust team, right? Like her ability to really build amazing people around her. That feels super important and is something I want to note. And especially if you, you know, like sell in it, maybe a slightly different way than Angie, where you have like a, a big following or email list or something like that, you have to like learn to trust your people a little bit too, right? I think it's so easy to kind of be like, well, I don't like trust that my audience is going to like buy or whatever. And I think just kind of leaning into like, what does it look like to build evidence that they like do want the stuff I offer? What does it look like to build evidence that I can trust that when they say they want to buy, they do? Like for me, I had to really work on having trust in my wait list, right? Okay, these people opted in. Like I could be in total scarcity and fear all the time and be like, yeah, I have over 500 people on a wait list, but like they probably don't even want to buy. And how would I know? And can I even trust them? And like, what if they just opted in to see what I was doing? And And I could like get so wrapped around that axle and then feel like my only solution is to build it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and like put all this work into it. And really like some of the solution for me has been like, I really trust if they raise their hand and they're on that list and they're getting those emails, they want to freaking be here. I trust that if the timing is right from them, they're going to buy from me. I trust that like it is safe to have belief in them and their desire to work with me here. So I think that that's really helpful is like, yes, sometimes we need to build self-trust and then also sometimes our safety is going to come from putting some trust in others too. But I think the ultimate thing there that's important that feels like the thread of what I was talking about aside from safety is give yourself time to build new evidence, right? That's not going to happen overnight. 
And it is both a mindset and practical job here, right? Those, they, y'all can't see me. I'm acting like you can see me. They like move together in parallel lines, right? That's what I was doing with my hands just then, right? It's like, Sometimes I get new evidence and it pulls my mindset forward. Sometimes my mindset moves a little forward and then some evidence comes that backs that up. But they move together in parallel lines. And so don't be afraid to test opportunities for building new evidence. So like if I wanted to test an opportunity and say like, hey, I'm really working on my mindset around trusting my wait list, maybe a really good thing is to like float one intensive and see if people buy it. Oh, yes, they do. There was a lot of interest. Cool. Evidence right? Like those can work in tandem here, right? Or like I just onboarded this team member and I'm going to give them this one project like Angie's doing here. I'm really going to work on leaning into trusting them. Okay. Yes. They did amazing with it. Now I have some great evidence. Both lines move forward, right? So do not feel like this just has to be a mind exercise. Although yes, we want to do mindset work behind it. We want to do identity work behind it. We want to look at safety, but also Practically speaking, you can create circumstances that build that evidence that helps pull your mindset forward too. So, you know, what that might look like for you might be totally different. You know, maybe I can actually think of a client example here. Like one of my clients really strongly had this belief that she could not take a day off where things would fall apart. So we kind of had to start small. Okay, like what does it look like to take a morning off? Can we test it and build some evidence there? Okay, great. Nothing fell apart. Okay, what does it look like to take a day off? Can we build some evidence there? Okay, that was super challenging to do, but look, everything is okay. Okay, what does it look like to take a long weekend? Like just really building that up over time to like now she can take a trip and it's okay, but she could not have done that at first. Like it would have been the most activating thing ever to be like, go take two weeks off. It'll be fine. She couldn't do it, right? But now she can. But it's because she built up that evidence over time that helps her mindset move forward, that gave her more proof, on and on and on. So it can be whatever it needs to be for you to let go of that kind of hard work or identity, whether it's about delegation or time off or hours worked or any of those things. But look at what kind of things you could bring to practice or put into play to really help you build that evidence because that is going to help you create that safety. And that's ultimately what makes this go a lot better and is a lot more effective in letting go of that identity of must do this thing. It's like, wait, it's actually safe to not, you know, that's important. And then a last thing that I want to talk about that feels really interesting here that I don't think gets talked about enough. And it's something I've seen with clients a lot is that personally, I think sometimes people want to give hard work credit for their success because it makes them uncomfortable to acknowledge something else. And that something else might be that they just have some kind of like magic in them. They just have some kind of ability to magnetize people. They just have some kind of ability to like always say the right thing, to get the right position, to whatever, right? But I really do believe that in many people who create success, there is this intangible attraction magnetism that is present in them that makes people want to go, yeah, you're so good at this. Like, can you help me with this? Like, here's your raise, whatever that is, right? I think you guys can see Angie has that. Like the way she holds herself, the way she speaks, the way she shows up in the world, how she is as a human, right? Like she has this like intangible quality where you're like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I want to work with you. I want to learn from you, right? 
And sometimes I think it's really hard to acknowledge that in ourselves. I have a client who we've done so much work on this, right? She, I don't want to share her full story. So let me maybe like tell this a slightly different way, but she kind of learned in her life that it's safer if people don't see you shine. I'm sure we've all learned that in some capacity in our society, right? And so for her, she was always justifying her success with hard work. Like, yeah, I'm successful when I work super, super hard. Almost like don't come for me is like the vibe, right? Like, yeah, I'm successful, but like, oh man, I like put in the work. It's been a struggle. Like, it's like this wall we put up of like, yes, but don't come for me. Yes, but really I deserve it. Yes, but blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? And so I think that that acknowledgement of like, yeah, I'm just kind of fucking awesome. And people seem like they're always attracted to me (laughs) as an example is so hard for some of us because it feels so vulnerable and it feels so triggering to other people. And it feels so hard to acknowledge that. And I'm not saying that's like the one recipe for success or that like people are successful because they have this quality and other people don't have it. But right. But I am saying like, we all know there is like some magnetism and some kind of intangible qualities that different people possess, whether it's like their confidence or their magnetism or how they present or like, you know, like their ability to distill things into a simple concept or whatever. Like typically all of us have these certain qualities that have gotten us really far and they're the ones we are most fearful of acknowledging. And so we replace it with, no, it was hard work, right? Again, it's the, don't come for me, that really I'm a safe person too. Don't be jealous. Don't be threatened, Right. And so when we can also start acknowledging what are these other pieces of me that maybe have created this success, right? What are these other pieces of me that have maybe contributed to my success more than it has been comfortable for me to recognize? That's where it gets interesting. That's where even more identity work comes up with this client in particular that I'm talking about. You know, we, we've done a lot of work of almost like tracing back where she kind of believed like, well, hard work was the only thing that mattered there. And it was really, really interesting because what we were kind of able to see is like, actually you've almost been successful in spite of how hard you have tried to make it for yourself. Like your success has not come because of the hard work. It's actually come in spite of how hard you have tried to make it for yourself at different points. And I feel like that's a little bit of what we've been talking about with Angie here, where it's like, she's had so much success, like doing this on her own. And it's almost like it's come in spite of her resistance to getting help, not because she hasn't gotten help. Right. And I think when we can start recognizing that it gets other stuff kicked up, but it gets a little easier to feel safe because it's like, wait, I wasn't always safe because I was working hard. In many ways, that was working against me. I was safe because whatever, like I'm super great at connecting with people. For me, that's where I have learned to find a lot of safety outside of hard worker mentality is like, if I look back at everything I've done in my life and what has propelled that success, it has by far been less so because I'm, I've worked really hard and, and been much more because I'm really good at connecting with people and going deep with them. Like most of my success has hinged on that versus hard work, no matter how much I wanted to like believe otherwise for a bit, right? And so again, whatever that quality is in you, it might be totally different than that, but there is typically something else that is at play there. And so now I find a lot of safety in that. And like, if my whole business fell apart tomorrow, like in my brain, my solution wouldn't be like, well, I'll work harder than everybody and build it back up. My solution is like, 
well, I'm fucking great at connecting with people, so I'll just go do that, right? And there's safety in that. And it doesn't mean that's never going to take work, but it feels different than manufacturing a bunch of hard work. Does that make sense? So I really would challenge you to be like, can I actually see how sometimes working extra, extra hard has actually stood in the way of my success or I've had success in spite of that? Right. And what are these other qualities that have probably contributed to it really deeply that maybe I haven't given myself credit for that? Maybe I haven't wanted to see in myself that maybe I've been worried would threaten others or would make me shine too brightly or whatever. But when we can look at that, it really does get quite interesting. And this client has had you know, some really big shifts in acknowledging like what have been her special gifts that have actually created a lot of her success that had absolutely nothing to do with hard work, that hard work was actually making harder, you know, or getting more in her way. Because if you think about it, like maybe, maybe your gift is like, I'm just magnetic. Like if I'm being honest, if I'm not like trying to not threaten others, I'm just a super magnetic person. And that is what has created my success. Well, if you're out there overworking all the time and burning yourself out, you're turning that magnetism way down, right? So you might still be having success, but it's probably not because of the hard work. If anything, that might be working against you. So looking at what is this other quality in yourself can be really, really helpful here too. You know, I think it's so obvious to see that Angie possesses so much of this. She's so articulate. She has such an amazing way of explaining things. She brings so much kindness and energy and compassion to everything she does. You want to be around her. You want to hear her talk more. Like, yeah, like maybe that has been so much of this when it's easy to label as hard work. I'm sure if she listened to this, she would be like, oh, that's a lot to take in, right? Like are, we want it to be the hard work in many ways that a lot of times it's not always. So I just want to challenge you, what else might it be for you? Can you draw some of these lines? Can you go back like we did with that client and do a retrospective? Like really was that win from hard work? Or what actually happens there? And when you do that, sometimes that evidence builds again more and more to be like, wait, that actually wasn't what was that play. And it can be really helpful. So lots of kind of different angles here, right? Like how can we build the safety? How can we build new evidence? How can we find other things that get credit? But ultimately reworking that identity of my only path to success is and has been hard work. Obviously takes some time, obviously is really like a big effort in many cases to unwind, but it's also really worthwhile because it means that that's not the thing we have to lean on for safety anymore and life and business really open up after that. So I hope this was really helpful. I am certainly still on this journey. Mine is, is not complete. I'm sure Angie will still be on this journey, but this is the work and this is where it gets easy and good and better and fun and exciting and all of those things that we're kind of looking for outside of hard work. So I hope this supports you. I thank you as always for listening to this season and I'm so excited to take you further on Angie's journey. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. 
And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business but are short on time, then you're going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to a forward slash back pocket to dive in.